Hi, this is Trip Rogers. I'll have Trip's take in just a moment. Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's take. This is going to be a highly personal one since I've made a decision in my life that kind of changes things. And it got me to thinking about crossroads moments in your life. You have a few of them, and every so often you got to make a choice, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I've had a few crossroads moments in my life. The first one came well, after I graduated college. Now, I was I always wanted to be in broadcasting, and I had had some success. I worked professionally while I was in college, and I was the outstanding graduate of my college class back in 1981. But after being fired from the radio station I worked at uh, and filled in for a while, it was my own fault because my ego was out of control, I basically uh, languished doing uh, part-time work at uh, Foot Locker. I was wearing the striped shirt and selling athletic footwear. And I was not able to get a broadcasting job. So I was kind of wondering where my future was going to go. Foot Locker offered me a chance to go into the management program, and I really thought about that. And after a heated discussion with my father on Christmas Eve, because he wanted me to come to work with him in his cardboard manufacturing uh, company, I decided to do the Foot Locker thing. But lo and behold, as I the first week I started at Foot Locker <laughs> on a full-time basis, I got a call from a radio station in Americus, Georgia, and I decided to take that job. So I left Foot Locker and went to Americus, Georgia. Now, I enjoyed my two years in Georgia, but again, that was one of those crossroads moments. Another one came a few years later. I had been working at a radio station in North Jersey and was let go when the station was sold. I was also at the same time working part-time at a rather influential radio station. It was a station that I really enjoyed working at, like the people there. And lo and behold, just after I had been let go, the overnight job opened. Now, the pay wasn't what I thought it should be. And I had some misgivings about changing my lifestyle because, again, when you work all night, it is a very difficult lifestyle. They offered me the job almost immediately, and I'd sit there and really think about that. And at that point, I'd become a little disillusioned with broadcasting and thought about possibly going into teaching because I was substitute teaching and had a good time, and I was also coaching softball at the time. And because of those commitments, I decided to turn down this overnight job. But I said to my boss at the time that, you know, six months from now, I might take this job. Well, lo and behold, a couple months later, the morning guy left, and they had me filling in on the morning show. But there was no real end game on this, and I felt after being a part-timer for three years, I deserved a chance to do the morning show. Well, I went in and I made an ultimatum. You've got till this Friday. Either offer me the job full-time or we're going to have to do something else because I can't keep doing this at part-time money. So on Friday, I was handed my paycheck and told, see you later. Funny part of it is, just before I, I left, the program director said to me, you know, if you'd taken the overnight job, you'd have the morning job with no questions asked right now. Well, that kind of infuriated me. The postscript on this is the fact that I did go back to work for that company later on, and I made my peace with the program director after many years of being upset. And one of the reasons is because, you know, you can't carry a grudge. And I understand where he's coming from, but still, I think it could have been handled better. 
The result was I was out of broadcasting for almost a year until I got my next job. A couple years later, I was still working seven days a week, two radio stations, part-time at one, full-time at another. And I met someone and I said, you know, I'm 32. I'm not getting any younger. I think I need to slow down a little bit. I don't know if this working two radio stations is the best life for me and if, it's, if, it, if it makes sense for uh, any type of social life. So I decided to quit the part-time job. Now, the other part of that was I was basically be, being driven crazy by the two people, the one who preceded me and the one who followed me. Every week, one of them would do something that would just tick me off. And, and I got tired of this. I really did. The irony here is that one of those people is still working for that company, believe it or not, all these years later. So I decided to leave, and my last show was on a Sunday overnight. Three days later, I get a phone call from a radio station in New York City to work part-time there. So I guess it was God's way of telling me, no, 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 it's not time to slow down. And I went to work there and was there for five years. And it was one of the best five years of my life. And of course, I achieved my ultimate goal of broadcasting in New York City, the number one radio market in the nation. But again, that was one of those crossroads moments in in your life. I've had a couple more as time has gone on. One of the big crossroad moments, of course, in my life recently was the decision to leave New Jersey and to come down to Savannah, Georgia. Now, ironically, I was not looking to leave New Jersey. I was happy being there. But my sister wanted to sell the house that I was living in because that was my mom's house and she wanted to use the money to invest in a place for her retirement in Florida. So she had said to me, you know, I kind of want you out of the house maybe in a year or so. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I really didn't know what I was going to do. And at that time, I reconnected with someone who I had gone out, my college sweetheart, Sandy. Now, we had not talked for a number of years. Her husband had died unexpectedly. Uh, we talked for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, she cut off communication with me. Never understood why. Thought it was something I said. Come to find out, she was afraid because she knew there was nothing stopping her from getting together with me, and she just didn't feel it was right, so she didn't talk to me for the longest time. Anyhow, we reconnected and we got together again and realized we were meant to be together. Now, she had her family in Savannah. This is where she had lived since she had gotten married. Her son was living with her. So was her mom and dad. Her dad was in a nursing home. He had had some health issues, a couple of strokes. And so I made the decision to come down here and was luckily able to get a transfer within Best Buy, which is where I work. And so I came down here. It was kind of sudden. You know, I kind of was like three months between we first saw each other to when I moved down here. And as someone said to me, you know, you'd think there was something going on or you were in trouble in some way, shape or form. But no, I wasn't. This is where I was supposed to be. Now, to say the road here has been smooth is an understatement. Yes, we have each other. But her father's health was failing, and he passed away four months after I got here. And then a couple of months after that, we were hit with a double blow as her son suffered a very serious medical condition, a medical condition he is still fighting to this day. And this all affected her mom. Now, her mom had COPD or has COPD and has been on oxygen 24-7 for a number of years. And you can see a slow decline in her 
she basically spends her days sitting in her uh, lounge chair and she sleeps there too. And, but her balance is kind of uh, shaky at times, to say the least, and that has been a concern of ours as time has gone on. Well, the last couple of months, we have had some real issues in that area. She fell in June and broke her wrist in two places. She had another fall late in June, and that was kind of alarming for us but she still insisted to walk without her walker, out the aid of her walker. Well, at the beginning of August, she had was suffering from dizzy spells, and she was having some issues, and she was walking once again without the walker, and we kind of jumped on her and said, you got to use the walker, and you might want to use the, we have, we have two full baths and one half bath, and we said, you might want to use the full bathroom, it'd be a little easier to take the walker in there rather than using the half bath. Well... It's hard to teach uh, an old dog new tricks. And mom had a tendency to just get up and race to the bathroom. Not really race, but you understand where I'm going, without her walker. She did it one day, and I said, no, you've got to have your walker. You've got to use your walker. Well, unfortunately, my warning was not heeded. The next day, she went and she fell down. And unfortunately, I was not home, nor was my fiancé. And she was there on the floor for a few minutes until medical aid did come to help her. And it was at that point that we kind of realized mom needs someone here 24-7. And it was either going to be Sandy, her daughter, or me. I mentioned this was a crossroads moment. And I guess I should talk a little bit about my work life. Now, I was very, very happy working for Best Buy. It was kind of a lifeline for me when I got the job because I had no prospects and it was just a scary situation. I had no unemployment either. And I always welcomed Best Buy and I appreciated the efforts they put into me. But as anybody will tell you, retail sales and retail stores are in a very, very precarious position right now because of the pandemic and because of the way things have changed. More and more people are buying online. And the old brick-and-mortar stores are not what they need to be or what they used to be. And it's also changed the philosophy of, of selling. And it's not selling goods, but you have to sell other things. And it's those other things that I've had a little bit of an issue with. Now, I've always prided myself in being the best salesperson I can be, but I also pride myself in doing what's right for the customer. And unfortunately, uh, those uh, values kind of clash right now. And I have been fighting with my superiors for the last few months because they say I'm not doing the right kinds of sales. And this reached a fever pitch when they pulled something, they pulled the certification that, that I hold near and dear to my heart, and it was because I didn't sell these things, not because of my sales, mind you, because my sales are always top 10 or, or top three in the store, but because of that. So it, it's that kind of disillusionment that makes this decision a little bit easier. As I said, somebody's got to be with mom 24-7, and it came down to a choice of either Sandy or myself. Now, this is a long, this is a, a, an argument you have to have with people, and it's not an argument, I should say, but it's a discussion you have when you have a two-income household. You know, whoever makes less money is, is going to be the one susceptible to that decision. And I realized a couple of weeks ago that, you know, if, if, if we have to do this, I'm going to have to be the one who's got to do this. Now, do I 
look at myself as a caregiver. Heck, I was my daughter's primary caregiver the first couple of months she was born because, you know, my wife at the time, she had a better job than I did. And of course, I had no job, so I was only working part-time. So, so that was an easy decision. And I was my daughter's primary caregiver. It was very difficult for me. I had my ups and my downs, but I did the best I could. After all, it was my daughter. I don't know how I'll be as a caregiver, but I do know I have one goal in life, and that is to make my fiance happy. And if I can give her eight hours of satisfaction or, or take her mind off her mom for eight hours, then this job I will succeed at. And I made the painful decision to leave Best Buy after seven and a half years. And the thing that's going to bother me is, is not so much leaving a job, but I'm really grown kind of tired of and I'm not happy with, but the people I work with, because I, a lot of times people will say the toughest thing about leaving a job is the people. And that's what I'm going to miss is the people I work with in store 508 in Savannah. But I made the decision, I'm going to take a leave of absence from Best Buy right now, and I'm going to take care of mom. Now, I don't know how long this leave is going to be. I, I'm not sure. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, every day is something different. But I do know this is what I need to do, and this is what I'm going to do to the best of my ability. And forgive me for being so long-winded, but I just wanted to explain this. This is kind of my goodbye note to everybody at Best Buy and uh, an explanation of what's going on. Now, I am still going to do this podcast. I am still going to do the other podcast we do with Mike Sheck on fantasy football. I am still going to do radio shows, and WTRSradio.com will still go on. I will still keep busy in that. But my primary job will be to take care of my mother-in-law. And it's a job that, well, will probably infuriate me. And it's not something I've trained for. But I know when it's over, I'll have some new life experiences. And this crossroads moment in my life will be a happy crossroad. It may show me something I can do and give me a new avenue to go on. That's Trip's Take for September 16th. 2021. I'd love to hear your comments and questions about my podcast. Just email tripstake at gmail.com. I already mentioned fantasy football players. Our other podcast is up and running, The Fantasy Sultans with Mike Sheck. It's also available on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, and other podcast hosts. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, tune in to WTRSradio.com online. Join me again next week for another Trips Take. For now, Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.